Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Earthquake Podcast, where we talk about some stuff that happened in video games. <laughs> we talk about some stuff that we did in video games. We talk about video games and how they make stuff stuffy. Have you ever? Do you enjoy stuffing on Thanksgiving? Of course, I've Who never eaten stuffing, stuffing before. My dad eats stuffing balls. They're like oh, my mom calls them hockey great. balls. They're that like sounds awesome conglomerates of croutons and gelatin and gravy and barf i had this um, awesome childhood memory of my mom on like the weight watchers thing and she's trying to find out what they put in the stuffing she's like the guy's like i don't know i just threw some shit in there <laughs> in the <laughs> that's exactly what i it need is. to like, know for my points and i'm like mom I it's stuffing the, just like turkey gizzard it, go for it some gallbladder stones and <laughs> oh i don't want to think about that <laughs> a couple uh. of old keys i found <laughs> And that's turkey stuffing. Put some cranberry sauce. It's mm. not really sauce. It's actually just a can of Jello. I like it with sausage in the stuffing. That's I'm not a scary. big fan of Thanksgiving. I'm what? not a big fan of Thanksgiving foods. What? But now we're talking about video games on Respawning Fire. My name is Chad Michael. No, we need to dedicate an hour to convincing Chad that Thanksgiving meal is awesome. No, it's okay. I like pumpkin pie, though, and apple you pie. You haven't had I my like uncle's pie. turkey. Pie is great. I don't pie like is... turkey, really. Chad, get out of my face. Not in your face. We are in two separate states, hundreds oh, of miles right. away. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, that's good because I will strangle you if we were closer together. Strangling me over here is Holden Departo. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Say your name. Oh, say man. my name. Say my name. It's been kind of a light week. We don't have a whole lot of stuff, but we do have our barf to talk about. Our backlog accomplishments with Respawn and Friends this month was far before. We'll get into that later. But first, we're going to jump into a segment we call Playtime, where Holden, you're going to tell me what the hell you played this week. I played the Barf, <laughs> and that was Far Cry 4, and I played one other game, which was, um, it's barely a game. It's called, it's a mobile game, it's called Word Crossy. Great, sounds like a real winner, I'm glad you chose that one of all things to spend your time <laughs> on this week. <laughs> no, so I was trying to find a good crossword puzzle game, Okay. and then I, was, I found one where you have a little circle... That starts off with just three letters inside of it, and then four, then five, and as you level up, it gets up to six. And then you have to use those six letters to combine them to fill in the crossword puzzle above you. Okay. And the concept's actually great. I actually enjoy it, because you kind of look at the, the circle of words, and you're like, okay, how many word combinations can I make out of this? It's like Boggle, kind of. How many word combinations can I make out of this? But there's this gigantic flaw in it where they don't use a consistent dictionary between all the puzzles, Oh. So, like, you might find that there's do, and then you go, oh, there's an S. We'll do do's. No, that doesn't count. That's not really a word. Like do's and don'ts? Or does is in, like, multiple female deers. No, that'd be a does. Um, either way. So, like, or we'll say foe. Foe and foes. And then, but then you have another puzzle later on, the next one, where you can do foes, and then foes is actually a word that time. But it wasn't in the previous puzzle. Yeah, that's dumb. That's real it's really dumb. Because, like, there's, maybe it's not on the grid of words... But there's, like, the bonus words you can get extra points for. So it's not on there on the grid, but you still guess it. You get extra points. It won't even be in the extra points. Just be like, nope, that's not a word. And what makes it super frustrating is you rack up points by getting correct words in a row. Great. So you're like, oh, foes is a word. You go for it, and he goes, no, we're ruining your, your run. Great. You lost all your combos for point, uh, point multipliers and all that. Sounds like that was some and worthwhile it's, time. It's so frustrating. But then the basic mechanic is still fun enough that I keep... Going through this Stop terrible, it. awful Holden. game. For God's sake, play Boost 2. Yeah, but I play so much Boost 2 that... 
I played it a lot like last year and the year before and the year before that and the year before that. So I'm, I'm laying off the boost too. I play the three still, but Hold I wanted to find a good word game on booze. iPhone. So I guess listeners, I'm begging you to find a good word game on iPhone. That's not words with friends because I don't like get my ass handed to me. I want to play against the computer that will make me points? feel smarter. What was that? You want one that gets you like Xbox Live points? My dad and my brother play it all the time. What is it? What is it? It's basically it's basically Boggle, except for you. Everyone in the world is playing the game like it's thirty seconds or a minute or something. Scramble like that. with friends. No, shut up. You love Zynga games. You're a big. I Zynga actually game was fan. really into Draw Something. Is that Zynga? Uh, I think they bought. They got bought by Zynga. Draw no. Something. I hated because I can't draw for shit. Wordament. So always... The game is called Wordament. Wordament. Yep. I'm going to look this up because I want a good word game on iPhone, but it's just... My dad and my brother play that non-stop. It, is, it was like at the time when it launched, it was the only can iOS you app you share that link get. with me? If you do the no. 3D touch on the icon, you can just you... Be like send it to Holden. I don't have it downloaded. I'm not my dad. I did a Google search for Xbox Microsoft oh. Word game. Word, uh... Word, uh... Wordament. Found it. Oh, Chad, thanks. You're an angel. You're, You're welcome. Have you ever had an Xbox? Do you have an Xbox Live account? Uh, I had an Xbox 360. You're a 360. But I didn't have a Live account. I know, right? Not even a silver? No, well, so this is the thing. is When I got it when I was like in middle school or something like that, and my stepdad wanted to make sure I couldn't use the internet to see bad things. So we put a all passcode. All that porn on All that Xbox porn on Xbox. And then he put a passcode, like a parental controls passcode, to block every internet access possible on it. And then he forgot the passcode. Great. Yeah, really happy about that one. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for asking what I played this week, Holden. Playtime with Chad starts <laughs> off with Moss. We talked about Moss a lot in depth last time, and mm-hmm. I think we'll leave it at that. It, it is a fantastic game. It's one of my favorite VR games, maybe top five. It's definitely one of the things I'll show off people who aren't gamers who want to try VR for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think Moss is a really great example of that. Loved it. Plus, Loved it got a cute it little mouse. And it's so fucking adorable. Got a cute oh, little mouse. man. Tom came over. We had a little impromptu game night, Tom, Jesse, and myself. And we played some Mario Kart 8. But we also have a home pod yeah. now in the dining slash living room. So while we were playing Mario Kart 8, we oh, were so you're the shouting, one who bought a home pod? You're the, you're the one? I I am two of the one. I bought two HomePods. <laughs> you might be the only person to own multiple HomePods. <laughs> Every single person I know at work has one as well. So, I, I have multiple though. Yeah, you're probably right. But we were playing Mario Kart and we were just shouting at HomePod and having a grand old time. And we ended up most of the time just listening to some really awful R&B by asking Siri to say, play something terrible. And she's like, I've made a playlist of terrible things. Or, that's, that's awesome. Uh, we were shouting, driving through Hyrule Castle level in Mario Kart, shouting along to I Can Only Imagine. <laughs> and uh, I saw that movie, by the way. <laughs> and, and Christmas <laughs> shoes. So we had a grand old time with that. Game nights are just good. People need to have game nights more. I need to have game nights more with friends. You want to you come game back to Chicago? Time. Let's have a game night. I want to go back to Chicago. I'll, once I finish school, I'll go back to Chicago. We'll have a game oh, night. Oh, man. Hit me up what are you if doing you're a person years? who listens and you're in Chicago and you're not weird. That's a bad idea. Meet me in person first <laughs> organically and then we'll decide that. <laughs> <laughs> I also played Cuphead. I still have four fucking bosses that I have to beat before I can go into the last place. 
So Tom and I tried to beat a couple of them two player. We just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. It's too I hard. I want to play that game so bad. I really want to play Game Xbox One S. They're like four dollars. <laughs> Oh, the four dollars. Yeah. The games cost more than the console itself. It's pretty amazing. It's true. Plus, it yeah. comes with like seventeen free games. So, also get Game Pass. But the other new thing that I played this week, and by new I mean it's recycled, was Thumper for iOS. But the it, iOS version, yeah. It is one of my favorite VR games. It was the first one that I was ever hooked on. I thought Moss is your favorite VR game. You just, you're just. I said Moss is one place. of my favorite. Mate, you're all over the place. Yeah, get it right. Get straight. Which one is your five. favorite VR game? You are not allowed to do that to me. My favorite VR game is Breath of the Wild. Probably Super Hot. Super, yeah, Super Hot's my favorite too. Super Hot or no? What was the new one I just got that I said? Oh, Sprint Vector. Sprint Vector is probably yeah. number two. Super Hot number one. Sprint Vector number two. But Thumper on iOS. I played it on iPhone, and I was very surprised to find out that it is so far the exact same game, but just optimized for touch controls, and it works really well. And now hmm. I'm addicted to that in my downtime. Interesting. But then I played our barf game. I played that Far game Far Cry Quattro Sanyos Tienes. Do you want to talk about barf? Do you want to barf all over me? Let's now move into a segment we call barf, where we talk about our backlog accomplishments with Respawn and friends, where we find a game that we both are ashamed we haven't played yet or really wanted to play, and we make it happen, and we talk about whether we liked or didn't like it. I'm going to lead our discussion this month. Holden, let's start with top level. Did you like Far Cry 4? Did you not like Far Cry 4? Go. I did not like Far Cry 4. You did not like Far Cry 4? Go on. Go I did on. not like it. So the gunplay is very good. It's fun when you're just kind of running around it's shooting guys. It's all about guys. the gunplay. But That's I just Jason found the, the story I did not care about at all. I couldn't tell you anything about the characters and didn't care about any like the creative kind of story elements of it. Yeah. Uh, the open world was really boring in the sense that it was like just trees everywhere. Oh, there's a hill. There's trees on it, and then you can look down the hill, and there's more trees. And oh, look, there's a mountain that's snowy, but yeah, you can you can't really do much over there. It's just trees everywhere. It's everything felt the same to me. There are definitely and, trees in this game. Lots of trees in this game, but there would be kind of cool things where you're driving, and then it says, "Oh, that's like um." Uh, that that van has a, a a scout in it, and he just got military information. You got to get him and and kill him before he gets back to his base. And that was fun. But then, like they kind of, it's the same thing every single time. Like no matter what, it's just a different scenario. But it's always, oh, guys, driving away, go get him, <laughs> go get him, go get him. And I just got really bored with it after a while. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. And this, I ended up. This is the only game I've ever moved down to easy because I got f- so frustrated. I finally did end up moving mine down to easy as well. Yeah. it's So I was playing, uh, what was it? It's the level where you're um, saving the poppy, the oh, poppy yep. farm. Yep. And I swear to God, I did that mission six times. Completed it six times. But every time I beat the last guy, it just came this message saying all the poppy fields have been destroyed. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sounds like you didn't complete it then. No, I did. I even had the water sprinklers on in all the poppy fields. They couldn't burst up into flames. And I had one guy, I killed him, and the screen started shaking. And then it said all the poppy fields have been destroyed. Five times it happened. Finally, the sixth one, it didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, Sounds I'm moving like this to easy because... very good at it. <laughs> no, it kidding. was like the game was glitching out. It was really, really fucking obnoxious. I was literally yelling fuck at the screen as loud as I could. <laughs> I was so pissed at it. Um, but I don't want to be totally negative because it's not a bad game. Well, like, I'm I, not saying I it's enjoyed terrible. it. 
I I liked it for what it is, and it, it's very much a Ubisoft game. There yeah, are a totally. thousand. You climb up a tower to get a bigger picture of the world. There are quests everywhere. There are side things. Did Ten you want to do the towers though? I I did a few, like a handful of them, and then I was like, I, I don't have time for this. Mostly I because I have time for this. Like I you, can still I waited see my until two markers. days before we talk about it to actually play it, <laughs> and I had to mainline as much as I could. But, but was, the towers, just really quick on the towers. Yeah. I found no reason to do these towers because all the mission markers that were important would show up on the map regardless of if I got that tower or not. Well, the towers would still like show you routes. Your mini-map would actually display things instead of your large maps. You could see that on the go. You would unlock weapons and things like that from unlocking towers as well. Uh-huh. So there is a point to it. But like in all Ubisoft games, it's basically a checklist. Mm-hmm. And I I felt that it had a really it had a good loop. I wouldn't say really good, like a, a good loop of there's always something to happen. And as soon as you complete yeah. it, you feel like you've made some kind of progression. And I enjoyed it. I do feel like it was kind of kind of like the Grand Theft Auto type stuff, where that was a bad transition into that. But basically, I feel like. It's a game that if you really like playing Grand Theft Auto, you would also really like playing this game because there's so much shit to do that you don't have to concentrate on anything and you might yeah. not even finish the whole game at all. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot. Like, around every corner, you kept saying yourself, like, I'm trying to do this mission, but then I see a car drive by and I need to hijack that car. Or you might mm-hmm. be going and then there's a person who needs rescuing and you have, to, oh, yeah, I'll sidetrack myself for a second and go rescue them. I feel the difference, though, is that in a game – and again, I don't have a lot of experience with the Grand Theft Auto series, though yeah. we will talk about that later on in the episode. Um, I feel like when you kind of break off – you don't really break off of a mission. You're like, okay, I'm done with the mission, and I'm just going to fuck around the city now. I'm just going to steal a car. And like, it's kind of your own agency that leads you, leads you to do these things, whereas sure. Far Cry is – something kind of gets in your way and it could be while you're in the middle of a mission. I think that's what kind of annoyed me about some of that stuff. Yeah. Although it was kind of fun if I'm between missions, but I didn't like it when I was in the mission I'm doing something. I'm on my way to go, you know, go to the poppy fields, wherever the mission is. And then I have to go stop this. Um, I have to go stop this guy, this messenger from getting away, or I have to shoot the truck down, or I kind of wish they handled that a little bit better. Cause it, that, it was, it was too distracting at times. I thought. Yeah. I agree with you, especially if I'm like I'm in the middle of a firefight and then another car drives up and they have this thing and then they join the firefight and kill me or like mm-hmm. I'm fighting some dudes and all of a sudden a bear comes out of nowhere and mauls us all and I'm dead. Or how about retry. the dogs? Those dogs were so yes. annoying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so in general, I think this falls into the category of almost every Ubisoft game where – every Ubisoft open world game where I enjoy what I play of it. I see the appeal and I'm like, great, but I, yeah. will, I will never finish it. I did the yeah, same I thing with Shadow of Mordor. I did the same thing mm-hmm. with Assassin's, most Assassin's Creeds. Ubisoft and, did Shadow of Mordor? Uh, no, but it was that same style of game. Okay, yeah. Where it's just a bunch of checklist things. Um, but I think where it really failed me, where I was expecting more from it, is everyone always talks about the Far Cry villains and how great they are. Yeah. And we saw the, like, the first cutscene. I was like super intrigued. I was like, all right. I'm into this. Troy Baker's playing this crazy psychopath villain. Mm-hmm. This is really great. And then I'm 20 missions of 32 into this game, and I've never seen him again. Yeah. And, yep. and it's like, this is, I, I hear him maybe twice now on the radio talking mm-hmm. to me. Over the, it was like, 
this was the one part of the game I was actually interested in. And then the rest of it, you're right. I don't care about the characters. I don't know anyone's names. I don't care about these fucking poppy fields or this mm-hmm. resistance movement. So that's what I was feel like I was let down on. And I was trying to think, what is it about this game that I didn't like that I did like about Metal Gear Solid Five or Horizon Zero Dawn? Because those games are very similar in the fact that they're like, they're checklist-type things. They're mm-hmm. open-world but I felt like what what kept Horizon, me with Horizon had a really Zero interesting Dawn, open world. It had yeah, it had an interesting open world with a lot of diverse environments, which is important. Yeah, but it also when I felt like things started to get a little samey, there was that the amazing story and kind of mm-hmm. world to get lost in that pulled yeah. me back in. Where well, there's like I a really care. cool lore to that world. Like, I'm not a big Horizon Zero Dawn fan, but the lore was really interesting. Yeah, you wanted to find out what what happened to this world, why it turned out the way it did. And you know, but like exploring this world, I'm going to find that out. And there wasn't that element of this yeah. game. Like in Far Cry, I'd be like, oh, I'm driving and there's an outpost and I should stop it. But I really don't want to fight these guys because <laughs> yep. when there's a ton of enemies on you. It's really annoying. Yep. I also found that, you know, in Horizon Zero Dawn, every single time I found a note or an audio log, I was like, I got to stop right now and finish, figure out what is going on in this note. Whereas this one, I would read a, a notice or a post or a book somewhere and I'd immediately just close it and didn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm like that with, honestly, like all games like that. I don't like reading notes. I like like audio logs where yeah. I can continue playing the game and hear what's happening. There um, are a few, like, I enjoy them, like in uh, Last of Us and Bioshock. Like, uh, occasionally I'll find some that are interesting enough that I want to read all of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, Going back to the whole, like, uh, going to an outpost and kind of a combat scenario. And, like, the reason I would avoid those a lot of the times is his healing is a gigantic pain in the ass in this game. Where you have these, like, healing packs. Yeah. But you have a very limited amount of them. And you can't heal a little bit. You kind of, It's like an all-or-nothing deal. So right. you have to go all the way down and heal up again. But if you run out of those... Then you have to go through this animation where you're, like, wrapping something around your arm. And it's cool in practice. However, if you're doing that because you're in a desperate need to heal and then three guys come up at you, you can't stop the healing process to shoot them. You just died. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You just died. I felt, I felt that was cool that they had that option, whereas a lot of other games you would just be like, all right, I'm down. I don't have any med packs left. I guess I'm just going to fucking die. So um, I like that they had that option to heal yeah. in those small bursts, but you're right, the I animation like, would completely fuck you sometimes. Exactly. Too many times. And even reloading takes forever in this game. What I didn't... what I Kind of along those same lines, another thing that frustrated me was some of the... Like your loadouts occasionally, mm-hmm. in order to switch the guns that you had or to stock back up on health kits and things like that, you had to go like fast travel to a town that might be super far out of the way where you need to go. Yeah. Or find a merchant and stock back up, and I would find that like, oh man, I'm actually already in the spot for the next mission, but I don't want to have to. But I can't fast travel back here, so mm-hmm. I don't want to fast travel away. And then I start that mission and be like, God, I wish I had my bow, but I can't get my bow. Yeah. So like that that was frustrating at times, or especially like if you didn't realize the extent of the mission that you were about to get into. Yes, like, definitely. Especially the 19th mission I was just on before we did this. Like I didn't realize how fucking long that mission was going to be, and I went in with zero health packs. <laughs> and I was just, like, picking up what I found, and I was just dying over, and that's where I had to switch to easy. Yeah, there's also, but there's, like, some levels where there's the arena. Yeah. And they give you health packs nonstop in that level. If you do well, they throw them no. at you. Okay, is that what it was? Well, yeah. I was doing really damn well then, because I, <laughs> I always had health packs. <laughs> um, so this game, I, I've created a litmus test for open world games and how yeah. immersive they are. And that is take your weapon and point it at people and see what happens. (laughs) 
And, like, um, Breath of the Wild, everyone cowers in fear. Like, they all get really scared. And they might even change their reaction based on like, what you're wearing or something like that. So, like, it's immersive. Like, based but on what I do, the world, world reacts. Game. It is an open, it's open it's air. It's an open air game. It's yeah, an open it's air different. game. That's right. So totally different thing. Totally test. different. But here, there were times where I could point my gun at someone, and they would just continue to stare at me. Other times, they'd be like, no, please don't shoot me. And then I'd put the gun down, and then suddenly it was fine again. Um, but it wasn't consistent, and that really bothered me. Like, I felt yeah. like, oh, that's just a person who just, their role is stand in field and act poor. That's, Whoa, that's their role. That's their livelihood you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, stand in field and be depressed. Whoa, that's their mental health you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm shitting on this game. It's a well-made game. The gunplay is very fun. When you're kind of have the shotgun and you're wailing on guys, it's it's a blast when you're doing that. I just feel like it didn't stick together very well. What what are some things you really enjoy? Because one thing that I really enjoy is how diverse and interesting the combat can be. I didn't actually start playing around with some of this stuff until, like, a little bit later in the game. But I love the fact that you can throw a piece of meat and just out of nowhere a bear or a rhino comes charging in and just, like, wipes out all the guys in the place. Oh, I never even noticed that. That's awesome. You didn't ever do that? No. Yeah, anytime you kill a creature, you get a piece of meat. And you can throw that that meat in combat and just out of nowhere a tiger or a bear or something like that spawns on the battlefield and starts ripping people to shreds. That's pretty so great. I loved that. That would have been nice to have at certain points. Yeah, I mean it's it's in your inventory. You just got I did have an elephant and I got him out of his cage and then he just started attacking people and that was awesome. Oh man, I, so that's the kind of stuff I love. Like randomly getting the the environment into this kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. got to a point where I was riding an elephant and just charging through this thing destroying some smokestacks. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And I just love how unpredictable that combat can be, in a good way or a bad way. Like you said, like or like I mentioned earlier, we're fighting a bunch of guys, and then out of nowhere, a bunch of dogs or tigers come up and start attacking mm-hmm. me while I'm attacking them. It's going to be frustrating, but it's kind of cool that that's there and part of our environment. Yeah. What did you like about it? Some things you liked. I mean, the gunplay, I, I liked that a lot. I think that it, it the mechanics of the gunplay were very solid. Um, the Even though I didn't like the open-world design itself... It is really pretty. Like, it being is, able yeah. to look out in the distance and see the rolling hills and all that, it's really, really gorgeous. Especially for a game that came moments. out in 2015, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really good looking. And I th- and it was, was a this... cross-generation. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a cross-generation game, yeah. too. So it just that really surprised me a lot. You can kind of tell the trees. Some of the trees look like they were copy and paste because it was or from 360 yeah. or something like that. If you get um, up close to an animal, some of the fur is, like, glitchy looking, but... Yeah, but like the distances, the vistas, they all look really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at most I can say the game is is competently made. <laughs> it's not a it's not a terrible game. It's not a bad game by any means. Like if you bought this game, I don't think you've wasted your money. Yeah. I just feel like I'm also not a big first person shooter fan to begin with. So that kind of already puts a little bit of, like, it really has to be incredible for me to love a first-person shooter game. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I think the, the, the vistas and the gunplay nice. are my two favorite things for the game. Cool. Oh, and the um, having it drive for me. If I set a waypoint and it oh, can just drive for me. Oh, the auto-drive thing? Yeah, because driving, can... the, the base mechanic, or like the default mechanic for driving is not intuitive. No, it's not at all. It's awful. But... Having to drive for you is kind of nice. 
because then yep. I could get some water and then come back. <laughs> Did you ever get the uh, the wingsuit? The like, we need the wingsuit, like the little helicopter thing. No, the the your suit where you can jump off a cliff and just like coast. Oh no, that's like Dude. Breath of the Wild right there. I had a little helicopter thing, and you could kind of get in the helicopter yep. and fly over the place. Although, at one point, it started beeping at me, and I'm like, oh, no, yep. I'm going down. And I then it stopped, and I was able to keep going. It was ele- elevation. Like, I think it's if you get too high, it'll beep and then break. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It was unclear as to why for me. Yeah. Yeah, it took me But you're a smarter than I am, so. That it's true. That's, That's very true. true. Yeah. The cocaine helps you oh, man. think so, faster. you didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it enough that... Yeah, I could see why other people like it. I enjoyed everything that I did mm-hmm. with it, but I I don't feel the need to go on and finish it. Yes. What about Far Cry Five? Does what does this do for Far Cry Five for you? Um, I don't care. You don't care about it. <laughs> I don't care. About I it. I feel like I've gone from being really excited about Far Cry Five because of the story and the context mm-hmm. of where we are today and our political climate and what Wait, this game what's is happening? doing. It's uh, aliens climate right are now. invading. Aliens That's invading. right. Yeah. That's right. That's what we're building a wall. So I was actually really excited. <laughs> to keep the alien spaceships out, we're building a wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I was pumped about the Metal Gear Solid 5 elements coming into Far Cry 5 where like you could have a sniper buddy or a dog buddy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like playing this game and then hearing people's impressions, because Far Cry 5 came out today. Yeah. Hearing people's impressions about how Far Cry 5 is compared to 4, I was like, uh, I think I'll sleep on it. I'll save my money. Mm-hmm. Go through some backlog stuff in April. God of War comes out on the 20th. So yeah, I think for now I'm going to hold off on Far Cry 5. And maybe I'll play it three years later like I did Far Cry 4. Who knows? No one knows. Also, I think it's odd that the game takes place in Montana. Like, you go from Nepal to Montana. Yeah, yeah. It's just a very odd transition. The beautiful landscapes of America. Well, They're, <laughs> they're usually like tropical islands. and yeah. Shit like that, and then yeah, we're going to Montana. Yeah, Montana. Max Do you like your money. backyard? Why don't you play a video game in it? <laughs> <laughs> so Holden, what is Barf next month? So as much as I just said, I don't like first-person shooters. Uh, we are <laughs> going to be playing Metro Twenty Thirty Three, the first one in the series. Because my understanding is Chad has that game. I do. I want to play this game again. I technically have played this before, but I wanted to play it again. And I really want I, I want you to play it, Chad. I'm curious what you think I of also, it. I also, if anyone out there in the audience is wanting to play along, I believe this game is $6 on Xbox Live this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, and it's also, if you get it, it's two games in one. You're two it games in one. It is 2033 and Last Light. Yeah. They're both fantastic. Cool. So, hold on. Let's open up our quest log and see what the internet has provided us. What's our first quest Aww. from? Our first quest, well, first quest, we have our little fetch quest here first. Ooh. This one I just added in just now, actually. Uh, someone links to Metal Gear Survive uh, on Amazon, and it is now $20. <laughs> oh, that's what, a, a month old now? Yeah, it's a month old. We've already cut the price in half. Oh. How sad. I do but not all these are sad. Five, though. The rest of them are actually pretty cool. Yeah, all these are pretty good in the fetch quests. They're yeah. good, all good news. Yeah. Yeah, Hellblade's officially coming to Xbox One April eleventh. Yeah. Yes, Please buy yes, that game. Yes, yes, buy that game. Play it. It's fantastic. It's like four hours. Really, really so good. good. I think it was in both of our top fives last year. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Very good game. But what's also my top five games is in the news this week mm-hmm. is that IO, the developer of Hitman, is giving away the Sapienza level for free up Whoa. until April third. That's the best level in the game too. Whoa! That's also a Moon of Jupiter. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a really great level. It's a little town in Italy, and you have to kill two people and then find a virus and destroy it. It's oh, awesome. that's so cool. It's really cool. So please, please, please download that. How did you destroy the virus? You. Um, I put on a hazmat suit on. And then I went into the room where the viruses. Yeah, so they, I blended in. And then I just distracted two of the guys that were in there by messing up equipment. And then I walked to the virus and just overheated it. Nice. It Overheat it. Always dies. Yeah. It's pretty great. Oh, Sea of Thieves had one million players in his first 48 hours. Apparently causing a lot of server issues as well. People couldn't get on, things like that. But that's great for them. They didn't expect that kind of traffic, and they got mm-hmm. it. Plus more. We'll Apparently that, that game... game Will we? Okay, we have more stuff about it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, the Limbo dev has teased, uh, Play Dead is their name, uh, teased their next game. And I'm very excited because I've loved every game they've made so far. Two. And just to be clear, though, it's going to be a long time. They were literally at GDC handing out postcards saying, hey, do you want to come work for us? We're working this project. We really could use your help. <laughs> How many years was it between Limbo and Inside? Like five years or so. Was and it? Inside came out in 2016, so it's going to be a little while. 2016, but, really? How old am yeah. I? Too old. Yeah, you're like 47 or I'm something like that. I'm like 40, 20 years old. 40, 20. Yep, that's that's a name. Yep. That's, a, that's an age. That's an age. Um, that's pretty much all for our fetch quest. We don't have a lot of news stories this week. Yeah, really slow week this week, even though GDC was this week. Um, we do have a game potato this week, however. Whoa, tell me about that game potato, Atari VCR. It's just, it's just the headline. It is, the headline was Atari VCS probably is what you think it is. Well, I don't know what it is, so it's probably anything. If it's <laughs> yeah. anything at all, it's not what I think it is. It looks like a router. Great. It looks like a router. I think it looks cool still. I know you do. But when we get to our actual quests, we do have some information on that VCS. Tell me about it. Let me pull it up here. So it sounds like it's going to be more powerful than we think. It's running Linux. For starters, and they want you maybe potentially to be able to run Steam on this and play Steam games. Okay. So it's kind of like a Steam box in 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 some ways. They were clear that it is not an NES or SNES classic. It is a lot more than that. It's a completely new connected device for modern audiences. But when we get to the actual specs they've listed out, and this isn't everything we're going to know. Uh, because they still have some details they want to share. They have said that the performance will be comparable to a higher-end PC laptop. It's going to be running on an x86 processor. So not a mobile processor. A higher-end gaming laptop? Yeah. For $300? Apparently. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to have any um, any uh, power consumption Or a screen, okay. Or a screen. So there's, there's that. But that's also not the most expensive portions of a gaming laptop. But... They were going to have onboard and expandable storage. The fact that there's expandable storage means that they're going to expect you to download a lot of things to this, probably big things. They quote and say, the Atari VCS is literally a PC for your TV where the screen is your main interface. So I, I think they were... So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a TV experience, <laughs> but you have to like guess what you're selecting. Please turn the TV off. No, so... I think what this means is that they're trying to make this more of a console rather than, like, a classic arcade machine. Well, I can tell you right now, they're going to fail right out the gate because they have a huge messaging problem. Huge? uh, Yeah, I was kind of going to get to that. Yep. They have a huge messaging problem. Um, The fact that there are article headlines that say this isn't what you think it is 
is not a great sign. Yep. Like, no one's like, what's the PS4? I don't know what the PS4 does. No, it plays video games. It's a PlayStation. You know exactly what it does. And they still aren't releasing a release date. They've said that by the end of April, we will announce when the pre-orders will begin. Oh, my God. And this was supposed to come out in December of last year. So I don't know what's happening, but they should just, just don't talk about it until you can give the price, you can give the release date, you can say, here are the games that are coming to it, if there you are games coming to it. You can tell us what it is. <laughs> exactly. But the, the most that we know at this point in terms of purchasing of it is that there's going to be a base configuration, which is going to have a remote, not the controller, a remote <laughs> and the classic joystick. And then there's going to be enhanced bundles that will most likely include the modern controller or possibly other items still in development. Oh my god. Like, they, it this seems needs just to die. kind of like all over the place. It needs to die. I think the classic joystick's a kind of a cool idea when you are playing the Atari games and all that. But if you're going to position this as a, I guess, a home console... You don't put only the joystick in there. You put the controller in as well. It's not like the Switch where you at least had the Joy-Cons to use Oh, you're not meantime. looking forward to playing Far Cry 5 with a joystick? <laughs> no. Not at all. I just... I kind of want this to do well. Like, no, you I, don't. I wouldn't mind... No, you don't. No, I, I wouldn't mind another player in the console game. I don't think that'd be a bad thing necessarily if they can do something unique. But this is just... It's a disaster so far. Yep. It's a complete and utter disaster. And that's all I want to say about this. I don't want to talk about this fucking Atari box anymore. Speaking about potential disasters, Sea of Thieves had yes. a... Uh, we talked about some server issues, people connecting. It seems like it has the same issue that a lot of online, persistent world, that kind of stuff, games like Destiny, mm-hmm. uh, Division... No Man's like Sky. Have, no Man's Sky, where... There seems to be a lack of content right now, and players are kind of interested in, and having fun with what's there, but then it, you get through it pretty quickly, and then you're like, oh, what's next? Yeah, I've heard that the mission structure is basically copy and paste, where right. it's like, oh, you need to collect, it, based on what kind of um, group you help out, it's like, oh, go collect these chickens for us. Oh, your next mission is to go collect these pigs for us. Yep. And it just, it just kind of, no matter what you do, it's basically just a series of fetch quests in a way. Yep. Or fetching a treasure. You go find a treasure. Yeah. You fight the only land enemy there is, which is skeletons. <laughs> but Microsoft has responded saying they always intended for this game to be something that grows. Uh, quote, a game that grows and evolves. And we will release new cosmetic options ongoing as part of that. Yeah. And to be fair, like we were comparing it to No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has changed a lot since it came out. Yeah, but nobody There's... knows that but you. Because no one I've played it again. Pod- Anyone who listens to this podcast regularly knows that because I've talked about that. <laughs> Have I played No Man's Sky since? No, but it has changed. <laughs> um, so yeah, that it looks like that game is right out the gate, uh, a flash and then a fizzle. Which is not. This is Microsoft's biggest kind of first party game in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if Crackdown has this kind of reaction, which oh, I kind of think it's going Crackdown, to, I think Crackdown might just not come out. They might really, you scrapped. think? I mean, they scrapped... What was Platinum Games' is one that they scrapped with the Scalebound. Dragon? Scalebound, yep. But they can't do that again. Like, oh yeah, see if these sucked and... Uh, no, we're not going to do Crackdown. No more Crackdown. They're going to crack down on Crackdown and get it out the door in good condition. <sighs> They're going to crack down on crack. Boom. Y'all stop with the crack. It's gross. <laughs> Speaking of crack, Cyberpunk is likely going to be at E3. Mm. Um, I found this article to be quite funny. Um, all they said... All the CD Projekt Red said was... 
we are going to announce whether we're going to be at E3 closer to E3. They never said they were going to be at E3. So that's, but the story is now going out that it's likely to be at E3. I think it is kind of likely. I think it's been long enough. Yeah. For they those who don't two- know, this is Cyberpunk 2077 is a game that was revealed by the Witcher 3 developers, CD yes. Projekt Red. And it was announced a long time before Witcher 3 came out, right? Yeah, I think it was it was announced in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, and they said long time you're ago. not going to hear anything from this game for a long time, but this is what yeah, we're working but on. Earlier this year, they had a tweet that just said, beep. Yep. And it was the first tweet they had sent out in four years on that account. So well, We might see them at E3. I think so, yeah. They said there's going to be no multiplayer at launch, which I thought was strange because I'd never really considered that as an option to have multiplayer in yeah. Cyberpunk. But, they came out a couple months ago. I think we read the story where they're like, hey, listen, we're not going to have microtransactions. We're a single-player-focused thing. And now they're like, oh, but we're thinking about multiplayer. We'll see. We might not have it. Yeah. I think that's good we'll for see. the single-player campaign, though. They're just like, yeah, that's what we're focusing on. And if we decide we're going to have multiplayer good enough, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PlayStation 4, according to IGN.com and NPD, was the top-selling console in February, which kind of puts it back on where it was before the Switch came out. Uh, it and Switch have been kind of trading spaces over the last mm-hmm. year or so, but that also comes right off the heels of the PlayStation or the, the PlayStation Switch. Uh, we wish the Nintendo Switch uh, <laughs> by that same number being the fastest selling console of all time in the United mm-hmm. States. I think that the it's jumped to the top has a lot to do with the fact that Monster Hunter came out that month. Yeah, and that because Monster Hunter is now the number one selling game. Um, and kind of push over the top. But notably, Switch was actually third last month. Right. It was third, but I think it's because Xbox had some sort of promotion going on, so they sold a lot. Like, Switch still had a really good, like, month. It was actually a huge jump up. It was a 55% jump up from February of last year. So kind yeah. of just everyone did really well, but PlayStation came out on top. Consoles are dead, y'all! <laughs> That's why Atari VCR is coming in and saying, we're going to pick up the ashes. Rise like a <laughs> that phoenix. failing PS4 system. Oh, uh, hold on. I don't know anything about these next two stories. You read them. Yeah, so Level 5 um, is a company. They have made Nino Kuni. They made the Professor uh, Layton games. But really, Nino Kuni is what most people know um, from them. And they've said, I think this is also really funny, they want to make a 20th anniversary game. This is their 20th anniversary. It's going to be a massive MMO-sized game. Not an uh. MMO. Just MMO-sized game. And this is going to be our anniversary game. But don't, they say, and I quote, but don't let you, let's, let me be clear, we're not releasing our 20th anniversary game this year in our 20th anniversary. We are saying that we are making this game, and it will come out in the next few years. <laughs> so not our 20th anniversary. But they did the same thing with Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni was announced on the 10th anniversary of the company. They said, we're working on this game called Nino Kuni. It's our 10th anniversary game, and it came out two years later. So they've done this before. But I just think it's notable because that, that franchise is um, pretty notable. Yeah. as being a highlight of the JRPG uh, genre. And the new Someone one's getting fantastic reviews. It's need not puny. Ooh. Yeah. See what I did there? I did see what you do there. See what I do there. <laughs> and then finally we have uh, a last story, which is that Epic has shown off a real-time uh, demo for in the Unreal Engine for, for kind of facial expressions. And they're, they look really good. It's still uncanny, I think. It still is in that Uncanny Valley yep. area, but Chad just watched the video of it. I think it looks really impressive. It looks really cool. It looks really nice. What kind of tech are they saying that this is running on or be used for? 
So that's a good that's a good question. It's not for like PlayStation Four and Xbox One, right? Based on the sounds of it, I don't think it's even for PlayStation Five and Xbox Two or an Xbox. Is or it gaming it's specific or is it possible? It's like not for gaming specific. Like yeah, so it's gonna be for movies, like it's gonna be for production studios. But they see that by like twenty twenty four, you could be using these kind of facial expressions for um, digital assistants, like ah, and having like a face talk to if you. Siri had a, vo- a face. Yeah, like they're using it for special effects in movies because they're basically saying that like oh, did you just activate Siri? I did. Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they're basically saying that they want it so that when you are doing a live capture for a movie, you can see the result of what's going to be on screen in that moment. Whereas right. now it's you capture the data and then you work around the data to make the the full face. Whereas now it's going to be immediate. Like the director will be looking at a camera showing him exactly what. Like Andy Circus looks like as an ape. It's kind of like incredibly high tech emoji on an iPhone. Yes, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, what, where um, can people find this video if they want to go watch it? Because I think it's pretty cool. It's on. I can we can link to it in, uh, can in you the show notes. Tell them like the name of the site or something. Or oh, I mean it's on YouTube. You just look up Andy Circus Unreal demo, cool. cool, and it will show up. Um, but notably, what's cool as well is that you can take that data and apply it to multiple things. So like the Andy Circus demo is him talking and then using his same facial expressions on a monster. Or like an alien. Yeah, just that and face mapping. It's still, yeah, it's a face mapping, and it still seems to move realistically. It's it's pretty it's pretty nice. It looks it looks good. Sweet. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So excited. So excited. Well, hold on. That's enough of our side quests. This week's main quest. I thought we'd take a little trip back in time, 20 years ago, to 1998. Ooh. And I found this article on GameSpot.com called Remembering 1998, the biggest games that turned 20 this year. And I didn't realize, you know, last year we talked a lot about how 2017 might be the best year in gaming. I didn't realize how many fucking juggernauts came out in 1998. Yeah. And that that might be, like, the only thing that gives 2017 a run for its money for being the best game. Do you want to just run through these games and list them out? Because it's pretty impressive. I think we should just, like, mention them. And just chat about each one as we go. Because right. they're listed chronologically. Yeah. As they came out. So first well, up... Is... Yeah. No, you go for it. I was going to say, you go for it. So Resident Evil 2 came out January 21st, 1998. Kind of, I didn't realize that they had a trend with that, Resident Evil releasing in January. Because mm-hmm. yep. 7 came out last year in January as well. Resident Evil 2, for a lot of people, is their favorite in of like the old school ones. Resident Evil 4 is like a lot of people's like favorite favorite. It takes place in Raccoon City, right? Uh, yeah, where the first one was a mansion, this is actually the city itself, the police department. It's where Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4 became a thing. Mm. They introduced the, uh, I believe the liquor was just introduced in this one the first time. And this one is in the middle of getting a remake as well, which is pretty cool. Kind of in the style of Resident Evil remake, remake. Yeah. So Resident Evil 2 came out January 21st. A week later, Final Fantasy Tactics came out on January 28th. People love this game. People do. People love them tactics. I'm, like I mentioned, I think a couple weeks ago, it's not really a genre that I'm really big into. But people love the shit out of that game. And people still talk about it all the time. Have you ever played tactics? No, never. Me neither. Actually, a lot of these games I haven't played before. But I've played other games in that franchise. Gotcha. A week before my birthday in 1998, Xenogears came out February 11th. Which they just had a new game of that franchise come out a few months ago. They did. Still going strong. And then this one... Oh, okay. So this is the one... Is this the game that people are thinking the Shadows Die Twice might be? Tenchu, Stealth Assassins? Yes. 
so a lot of people are speculating that Shadows Die Twice might be a from From Software. Of this. Yeah, from From Software, who made Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Came out February 26th. This is an obscure game. It's people not know this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then we get into Blizzard with StarCraft. And that's their real-time strategy game. StarCraft was 20 years ago. 20 wow. years ago. March 31st, 1998. And StarCraft 2 is still being played as an eSport game. Didn't StarCraft like, just get remastered as well? Uh, I think it I did, think like, last that year they, the they remastered it, yeah, but they're going to make a... I think they're remaking it or something like that. They're doing, like, a bigger overhaul, I think, as well. I can't remember. Shut up. Now, this game... I played the shit out of on Nintendo 64. Do you remember 1080 snowboarding? I did not like this game. Because it's you like didn't like this games. game? Oh, I can man. never get into like the trick games like Tony Hawk where you have to like maneuver and spin. Oh, but you can play like, Spider-Man and Tony Hawk. I, just, I never played those games. I never cared for them. Oh, man. 1080 snowboarding was, was a staple at the Innes household as kids. You can get that dragon snowboard. Go down those really difficult slopes. I'm happy for you, Came Chad, out March 31st ago. of 1998. <laughs> uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, April 30th, nineteen. You ever played a Panzer Dragoon game? No. I know they released a new... Well, they remade it on Xbox One. Not this one, but a version of that Panzer game. Panzer Dragoon Orta released on the original Xbox. I played that mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, Panzer Dragoon was all over the Sega consoles a long time ago as well. Mm-hmm. So this one, when Sega launched with Sega Saturn in North America, it released simultaneously with Panzer Dragoon. Still a big franchise. As you mentioned, they just re-released or remade another one there. But then we get into some of the big ones. Make this game well. no one's heard of. Yeah, no one's heard of this. Doesn't I think sell it's like a Clint well. Eastwood movie, Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a car where you're talking to a chair. Yep, that's, that's what it. it is. Gran Turismo by Polyphony Digital for uh, PlayStation came out on May 12th, 1998. It looks exactly like Cruise in the World or Cruise in one of those Cruise in USA games or oh, I love Zonica. those games. But Zonica. yeah, this is the beginning of them being that simulator, that racing sim. Mm-hmm. Gran Torino <laughs> on the PlayStation Un. Oh, then comes Banjo Kazooie. You still never played that one either, right? No, I have oh not God. played like any of these games oh so far. Oh my God, because you were too busy playing Oracle of Seasons. Yeah, actually. Well, I had, like, two games growing up as a kid. Give me a break. <laughs> got my back, Chad. Banjo-Kazooie! I recently replayed this, like, three or four years ago on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I had two glitched jiggies. Otherwise, I would have perfected the game. The jiggies were glitched. <laughs> Came out on June 29th, 1998. For And uh, so Banjo-Kazooie was made by Rare, who is now doing Sea of Thieves. And... We didn't mention this at all this week or last week, but Xbox is totally into the idea of having Banjo appear in Smash Bros. Yeah, we I mentioned that last week. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I knew you never listened to me, Chad. I never do. Never do. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six got its start 20 years ago in August 21st of 1998. Yeah, but when did the first Rainbow game come out? Rainbow <sighs> 1 through 5 were on Atari. The Atari VCR. <laughs> that was a lame joke on my part. Yeah, that was I'm happy. really dumb. Really I'm dumb. really proud of myself. My brother was all into those Rainbow Six games. He had one on Dreamcast, though. We didn't have it on the N64. The next game is the biggest one of them all, though. Mega Man Legends. This is a game I always wanted, but I never got. August 31st. I was a I, I don't I I think I've mentioned this before. I loved Mega Man as a character as a kid. 
but I don't like the games. Like, I played... I had Mega Man 4 on the original Game Boy. I played a bunch of Mega Man games on my SNES. I just don't enjoy the games. I've only played as Mega Man in one game. Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is so, a character cool. And I used to read the comics and watch the cartoon in the mornings, but... But Mega Man Legends was the first 3D foray for him on Nintendo 64. It looks like a super 90s 3D game. Oh, yeah, Where it it's does. Like a cord- it's like a flat, straight corridor. And there's it looks like Mega looking- Man in Doom or Wolfenstein. It's exactly what it looks like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite Eve came out September 9th, 1998. Did you ever play these games? No, I did, but I remember seeing the trailer for this game as a kid and thought it looked like the coolest thing ever. It is a pretty cool game. When they announced the third birthday, which was Parasite Eve's second mm-hmm. sequel, the third game in the series, for PSP, I guess a yep. long time ago now, maybe, what, seven or eight years ago? For PSP? Probably more like ten. Yeah. I, at that time, they had released Parasite Eve in 1 and 2 as PS1 mm-hmm. classics, so I went back and played Parasite Eve 1, and it was a really cool game. Graphics don't hold up well. As most well, most games of that era do not hold right. up well at all. Most three D games, at least. Going back era. to that Mega Man's Legends screenshot we just saw. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spyro the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, Cisco. He came out in 1998, September 9th. This is also getting another remaster remake remake similar like the Crash Treasure Bandicoot. Trilogy. Did you ever play Spyro? No, but that's why I'm really really excited for. The, the trilogy to come out because I've always wanted to play Spyro. Always. I played it on my PSP Go in Ooh. college as a PS1 classic. Wow. You just buy all the products that no one else buys. Oh, man. HomePods but that PSP Go PSP was Go's. so good. It was so <laughs> good. 16 gigs of internal digital storage. I could keep all my games on it. 16 gigs? You couldn't expand gigs. that, could you? Uh, I think you could, but I did okay. not. Didn't need to because all those PSP games are really small. That's right. Super small. Spyro the Dragon. I, yeah, I played the first one, and it's okay. I mean, it's no Banjo-Kazooie. No. But it was fun. And then comes Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah, that, I think these are probably, of all the games we're going to talk about, these are probably the biggest. Yep. Pokemon they Red are... and Blue started a revolution. Um, Kind of kick-started Nintendo's. Did this you... was at the end of the Game Boy's life cycle, too. Yeah. And kind of brought that back into relevance. Did you play red or um, or blue, or did you start with yellow? I had red. My brother had blue. And then we okay. both bought yellow. Gotcha. Because I never played red or blue. I only played yellow. Really? Which is largely the same thing. But Well, then you had Surfing Pikachu. You had the Pikachu that follows you. You didn't get... Char- well, you could get Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur later in the game from trades. Mm-hmm. We had to do it the old-fashioned way, where you start a game, trade it to the other, start a game, trade it to the other guy, start a game, trade it to the other guy, and then they trade you all three back. So oh, it's so much game. easier now. There's the Pokebank. So you can I just know. like start the game, save it to the Pokebank. You it's kids wonderful. and all your technology. Back in my day. <laughs> oh, man. Pokemon Red and Blue. I actually these are probably the games that also hold up the best. Because how much has Pokemon really changed since 1998? Not at all. <laughs> There's minor differences, but I don't do any of the, the petting contest stuff or whatever it is. Yep. We have an interrogative coming up later the games. about black and white we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll talk about Pokemon. Fallout 2 comes out September 30th. And this is when we're starting to get into, you know, before, before really like six to ten years ago, nothing really came out aside from... I mean, nothing big or memorable came out outside of the the fall area. 
because mm-hmm. of Christmas and Black Friday. And now we see all year round there are big games coming out. But Fallout 2 came oh, out yeah. September 30th. Um, I have actually... The only Fallout game I've ever played was Fallout 3. So I don't have any experience with Fallout 2. I've only played 4. I haven't played 3. Ah. But I... That's a franchise that I don't know if I could go back and play the earlier entries. Because 3 and 4 are completely different than 1 and 2. Right. They play so much differently that I feel like it would be strange to go play Fallout two with a top-down perspective uh be very very strange i concur doctor but people think that two is the best one in the franchise still really yeah people love two. who are people people get out of here know. people if they ain't me they ain't you a person get out of here wizard I'm a narcissist it's you all silly about me. wizard me 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 metal gear solid comes out on october 21st 1998 hideo kojima blows people's minds this is the first game that's like <laughs> It had opening credits that kind of went through. This was the first like cinematic type game that people could say, "Oh my god, you can do this in a video game." This was the first stealth game of its kind. Kinda, yeah. It really kind of reinvented how people approach action games. Yeah, like modern set action games. Twenty years. Oh yeah. Then comes Grim Fandango on October thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. Did you play this when they re released it recently? I have it, but I haven't played it. Me too. Me too. I want to play it, though. Uh, I've heard it's very Marty Sleva from IGN. It's his favorite game of all time. Hmm. I'm not really into the adventure game genre. I like the point-and-click, like, figure out the puzzle I haven't really stuff. played enough of them to say if I'm a fan or not. So I need, I need to give that genre a chance. Crash Bandicoot Warped, November 4th, 1998. That's Crash's third game. I have not played a single Crash game ever. Yes, you have. Uncharted 4. It doesn't count. That counts as a Crash game. No, it doesn't. Yes. Well, I mean, it's Crash the first 1, level. 2, Warped, Uncharted 4. <laughs> Those are all the Crash games. <laughs> I mean, they are all Naughty Dog. <laughs> oh, man. Then we get towards the back half of the year. Half-Life came out November 19th for the first time from Valve. Uh, that was a revolutionary game yeah. for how first-person shooters played out. Gordon Freeman. My brother loved this game because his favorite color is orange. A lot of orange. A lot of orange in that but game. But you know what was really notable about this game is that it's the first time that you've had a first-person shooter where you were just a dude. In, like, the first 15 minutes of the... Like, just normal average Joe kind of guy. Yeah. The first 15 minutes of the game is just your day-to-day working in this factory. There's no, like, shooting of monsters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you have a it was crowbar. Just, it was, yeah, you have a crowbar. It was just a very different approach to the first-person shooter genre. And I have actually have always wanted to go back and play the original. I played a portion of 2, and, and it was... It's 14 years old, so so many <laughs> yeah. games have taken inspiration from it that it doesn't have that same like revolutionary impact that it probably did 14 years ago. Right. But I really want to play this, the first one, and just kind of see what a first-person shooter was like back then. They kind of changed the game. Yeah. I want to play that one. Then comes arguably the best Zelda game of all time, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, launched on Nintendo 64 on November 23rd, 1998. And this oh, yeah. is when... Holden's balls dropped, and he became a man the first time he touched this game. <laughs> no, actually, I never played. Well, did I tell you my story about current time as a kid growing up? Yeah, that you thought what? the the first boss was the end of the game. Yeah, so I beat Goma, and then I'm like, "Wow, what a great end game prize! A huge field I can walk across." And, <laughs> and well, that's I a, never that's did a prize that. to you. All right. Well, I remember I went to my friend's house once, and he's like, "Oh, I'm fighting Ganon." I'm like, "Ganon, what's that?" No, Goma. Goma is at the end of the game. <laughs> what are you in a castle? That's crazy. And I just, I never beat it until it was on 3ds. 
Tales on 3DS? I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah. Damn. I know. I'm not a real Zelda fan, apparently. I'm a, I'm a schmuck. Yep. Then comes Thief, the Dark Project. Thief is a Thief 4 launched on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as a launch game. Two very, very mediocre reviews. Yeah. yeah. You can pick it up for like $4.99 anywhere now. <laughs> it's right next to Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Star Wars Rogue Squadron on December 3rd, 1998. You could play People love that game. Yeah, they do. Never played it. Yeah, they do. People are in love with that game. Baldur's Gate is a Dungeons & Dragons RPG staple. Uh, one of the ones that inspired so many things like uh, Neverwinter Nights, all that kind of stuff. Um, they just re-released this on iPad a few years ago. It's actually a really good mm-hmm. enhanced version on PC as well. Brother and I played that game a lot too. And that's 1998. Um, that's 1998. That's a fucking stellar year. I played one of those games. <laughs> one of those games? Oh, Queen of Time. That's it. Oh, my God. Let's see. Technically, I played the first level of Metal Gear Solid because uh, I had a PlayStation growing up, but I didn't have any games for it. But I had a demo disc that had a lot of small like demos on it. And one of them was the first uh, level of Metal Gear Solid. Dang. So I, I'm like, I felt embarrassed. I played one of those games, and they're all like classic, amazing games. I'm at nine, ten. Uh, oh, two Mar- Pokemon. All right, two. Ten. I think that's it. Eleven. I played eleven of those games. Because I didn't even play Banjo Kazooie. You're a dumb bitch. I know. I know. Why are you embarrassing me, Chad? Oh, man. You know what? I'll let you speak a little bit more about things you know with some of our interrogatives this week. Oh. So, this is a story all about how some people wrote in to, sub- to <laughs> respond aim fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Our first interrogative comes from Plaudin Plardo. Yep, I had this one. He writes in and he asks, would you like to see another PlayStation All-Stars? Who should be in it? I was thinking about with Smash Bros. being announced and all that. I'm like, why did PlayStation stop making PlayStation All-Stars? Which, by the way, do you know what its original name was? was PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. That is the still the official name of it. It is, yeah, I'm saying. But it's just, that's just funny they're using Battle Royale, and now that yeah. has completely different meaning. Right. But um, I would like to. I actually liked PlayStation All-Stars. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. Here's why I don't want another. Why? I don't. I don't want two Smash games. I want one Smash game with all the good people in it. So you want to have like Nathan Drake and all that in Smash? Bros? I want Bros? Nathan Drake. I want Aloy. I want the Hunter from Bloodborne. I want all of these people fighting Pikachu, fighting Banjo, fighting Conker. But that's not going to happen. You don't know that. You don't know that. I mean, we had like Snake and Sonic. They're third parties. I know. But having a first-party studio like Microsoft saying, you know what, we're open to letting Banjo come over, even though he originated on Nintendo's console. I think that's why they'd be. They would be like, yeah, yeah we're, they wouldn't let Master Chief come over. You don't know that. You I'm don't pretty know that. confident in that. I'm if pretty confident If we're allowing cross-play nowadays for a lot of things, like we might not be too far away from a future where we do get a game like this. But that's what I want. I want Zachari, I want Zachari to be making... A game with all of these characters in it, and I want it to be the definitive fighting game, and nothing else ever exists. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think that it's more realistic that they make another PlayStation All Stars game, which more I don't realistic? think is going to happen. Maybe. 
Is that what I want? But, but the question no. is, do you want... So forget your nonsense you just talked about. <laughs> Would you... I like to see another PlayStation All-Stars? No, yeah. I want to see a PlayStation Smash All-Stars. Shut up. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> I answered your question, and I made a new one. Damn it. I don't like you, Chad. I want another PlayStation All-Stars. So who would you want? I mentioned Aloy and the Hunter You mentioned like everyone I would have picked, yeah. So Aloy, obviously. Um, the Hunter from Bloodborne is, of course. Um, but I would also like to see the Minecraft guy. The Like the Steve or like one of the green aliens? Yeah, Steve. Whatever the main character guy is, yeah. I think it's like Steve. the Minecraft dude. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun um, to have like, a micro character. I think you can come up with some really interesting movesets around building things really quickly or just taking your diamond sword and whacking people with it. Um, what was the other... There's another franchise that's newer on PlayStation. Moss. I can't remember. Moss. I want Quill from Moss. They have Noctis from Final Fantasy. Mm, probably. Be You're pretty good, yeah. But now I'm thinking Minecraft. That guy could he could even be in Smash Brothers. Why not? You could have, exactly. You could have Noctis from in Smash Brothers. No. Well, you, could, you did have Cloud. So exactly. Which made no sense. Why Cloud? Like there were Final Fantasy characters who were on Nintendo systems. Because you picked Cloud the one who's not been on. Yeah, shut up. He was on it. He was in Theater Rhythm. He was in Kingdom Hearts. Okay, fair, fine. Shut up. Boom. Shut up. Shut up, Chad. Shut up. Boom. Stop proving me wrong. It makes me look stupid. Well, I mean, if the, if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. What other questions do we have, Chad? Fez, IRL, long time, many time. I was going to say long time, first time, but this is not the first time he's wrote in. Uh, no. Manyth time. This is his manyth, manyth time. time. Uh, Watch out for the spoiler alert. Twitter, at Respawn, Respawn Aimfire, your favorite slash most memorable boss, memorable boss ever beaten in gaming. It may sound lame, but mine was actually... And then we're not going to read the whole thing, but the final encounter in Hellblade coming to Xbox One mm-hmm. on April 11th. I didn't want to spoil that because it's a really great boss fight. And it's, yeah, I think and also people choice. from Xbox One have something to look forward to next month. That's right. So That's right. I can say it. Uh, so yeah, I think you made an excellent choice there, Fez. I think I came up with two. I, I always come back to... And I can't stop thinking about how great and innovative Psycho Mantis was in Metal mm-hmm. Gear Solid 1. So Metal Gear Solid 1, Psycho Mantis for me, as well as I really like when things do something different. And Earthbound, fighting uh, Gygus at the very end. How it mm-hmm. wasn't your normal battle, and actually if you attacked him you were doing it wrong. Where you had to actually just sit there and pray. And the more times you prayed, the more people from all over the world that you had helped would come and like help defeat him with their prayers like i thought that was a really cool little end game oh, you're so sappy i know <laughs> so i thought that was really awesome that and the the fact that you had what's his name porky in there as well like yeah you had to fucking kill porky first the stupid kid super fat kid i loved it <laughs> what about you holden so uh we already mentioned one of them and that's goma i remember goma? fighting goma yeah. as a yeah. kid it was a great goma? great boss battle what ocarina of time goma yeah, that one, yeah. Um, that one. But a boss battle that I just... I said, I remember I could never beat this game when I was a kid, so I just restarted playing it from the beginning over and over and over again. And I've always loved... It's not It's not a great boss battle. It's just really memorable for me. And that is Metroid Prime in the very beginning when you get on the ship and you fight the little like Parasite Queen or whatever it's called. Yep. 
I love that boss battle. I've always loved it. I think it's just the build up to it and going through this derelict station and then you get to him and you shoot the queen with the missiles and then you have to get out. I just that was such a cool experience for me as a kid, even though now when I look back in gaming history, it's a really unoriginal opening <laughs> for a video <laughs> game. Yep. Uh it's just that always always something I, I, I remember. And I've always thought like if you made a Metroid movie, it has to have that in it. It has to have it that sequence. No, it won't, but it has to. Also, it needs to happen. Be a Metroid movie. I want a Metroid movie. It's Shut not up. Gonna happen. So I'd say those, and then... I don't know. Boss battles are tough. I don't really think about boss battles too much. Um, there are a lot of bad boss battles. There are a lot of really bad ones, yeah. It's usually the end of the game. They're always way too hard. They throw every mechanic that's ever been in the game at that last boss battle. Mm-hmm. I, Actually... I just, yeah. Do you want a, a boss in recent memory that's actually pretty memorable? What? Um, on the Zelda DLC, Breath of the Wild DLC, there is a final boss that combines elements from all these different types of bosses that you fought before in the game. And it's I'm not going to spoil it because people who haven't gotten there, but it's pretty surprising when it happens. And it's really awesome. It's a really cool boss battle. It's the most difficult boss battle in the game easily. It's the only one where I was legitimately worried about dying midway through the boss battle. Really solid boss battle. Nice. Nice. That's all, that's all I got Thanks there. for the question, Fez. Our last subscriber interrogative, plural, I guess, because there are three in here, comes from someone who emailed us whose name is KGB Spider. Uh, starts out with, hey, stupids, just wondering if you guys like no, Pokemon he Black and White. just hate irreverent people. That's and the then subject line of the email. But it's still part We're of reading the message. The body. Hey, stupid, just wondering if you guys like Pokemon Black and White or Pokemon Black and White 2 more. Also, is Chad on cocaine or has severe ADHD or something else that causes his insane energy? One final thing. Could you guys discuss your opinions about GTA 5 and Battlefield 4 slash 1? Thanks. Hope you die. Aww. Well, KGB Spider, you are so sweet. Uh, (laughs) I'll answer the cocaine thing first. You nailed it. It's cocaine. Absolutely (laughs) cocaine. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. I eat well, I exercise, I get eight hours of sleep every night, and I don't let fear of embarrassment keep me from having fun. That's how I, I have so much energy. Yep. He's a wild, crazy person. Wild and Never crazy kids. Back. Never holds back. And then for the other two questions, I think you're writing into the wrong podcast, dude. <laughs> have you played Black and White or Black and White 2? I've I have played not. Black and White, but I've not I've played Black or White, one of those two. I never played this, the sequels, though. I have, I have not played, played either of those. I stopped I playing like... after, um, after Sil- Crystal, and then I didn't oh, play wow, until, you really until early. Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, Ruby, Red. I so I kind of got screwed over by pokemon based on how i started i've mentioned this probably many times this podcast already now but i started with gold and i expected there to be 16 gyms in every single pokemon game yeah and i've been severely let down by every single one so i enjoyed black and and white i like the pokemon games but i wouldn't say i'm a super fanatical about them and then um in terms of gta 5 and battlefield 4 Uh, hold on hold on hold on so about black and white what? and black and white two. I'm the, mm-hmm. the definitive answer is black two. Oh, I was gonna We've say decided that right now. I was gonna say just black. Just oh, just black one. Just black or just one, the color yeah. black unrelated to Pokemon. I think the color black goes with more other colors. You're right. Where it's it's right. easier to match and it slims your profile. And if it rains, so. you don't show your boobies to everybody. 
Well, that's the one good thing about a white T-shirt because I love showing my boobies off. To what is and we'll we'll phrase this differently so that it's something we can answer. What's the best Pokemon? Hmm. I'm gonna go um, with yellow, just because I have I, that nostalgia factor of that being the first and my my original love, and the most gold. complete version. Gold. gold. Okay. Because you can go, you can go to the Kanto region. I just get this better sense of adventure playing that game. It's just the first one I played, so it's just heavy nost- uh, nostalgia. Yep. Um, I, I mean, yeah, po- Pikachu following you around is cool and all, but I, there's just Pika! so much content. There's so much content in Gold and Silver. It's amazing. There is. There is. Those are big games. Those They're dogs, though, ruined it for me. Because I was so used to be like, oh, yeah, I can go find Zapdos and Moltres and Oh, Articuno, yeah, the dogs are just the randomly dogs are just somewhere. Like all over the fucking goddamn place. Mm-hmm. And then your opinions about GTA 5 and Battlefield 4 slash 1. Of those, I've only played Battlefield 1. I liked it a lot. You can hear my things about it on maybe last month or something like that. We talked mm-hmm. about it. Hold it I, I've seen my roommate play Battlefield 1 and GTA 5, but I've not played them myself. I do have an opinion of GTA 5 is that I think that that game is always the center of attention. Surprisingly, it hasn't been with the recent shootings. But whenever there's like a major event, so it's like, oh, GTA's ruining our children. Well, that all started with hot coffee in San Andreas. Yeah. Was it San and Andreas? Was, no. Yeah, San Andreas. Vice City. Yeah. No, San Andreas, San Andreas was hot coffee. Yeah. Yeah. San Andreas was hot coffee. Um, and I think those games are super misunderstood by people who don't play video games. They are satires. Yep. They're not, like, the whole point is that, yeah, the stuff is disgusting. Isn't America disgusting? Like, that's the whole point of that entire franchise. Yeah. Very misunderstood franchise. But I'm more into Red Dead than I am into GTA V. Sure. I love Red Dead. I think Dead. Grand Theft Auto in general. I played San Andreas. I played uh, Vice City Stories and Liberty City Stories on PSP. I've played a little bit of GTA Four, But it's just like, I don't think I talked about this in Far Cry, or Far Cry discussion earlier this mm-hmm. episode, where it's, it's just not a game for me. I want more content yeah. and purpose to what I do. And I think mm-hmm. it's a really fun game. I think it's brilliant how much... How much shit is in GTA Five that you can do? Absolutely, but yeah. it's just like I don't want to create my own shit to do. I want somebody else to tell me this is a really great curated piece of content that I want you to play for a reason. Well, I think also Rockstar is the best open world game developer. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. Blood. Another period. period. <laughs> great show. Um, Chinatown Wars is a good GTA game. Those are three. I like that right? a lot. 3DS, PSP, and iOS. mobile. Yeah, and mobile. Um, that was actually a really fun game. I like that one a lot. Yeah. That's a fun one just to kind of drive your car around and smash into things. And Yep. It's fun. It's a good game. And then Battlefield 4, I mean, in general, we talked generally about GTA games for me. And in general, Call of Duty slash Battlefields, I'm just tired of war games. I got burnt out way back on the Xbox, the original Xbox, with Medal of Honor and Call of Duty and all these. It was like... First of all, at the time they were all World War Two, and I was just I just got bored of it, and I'm I guess not excited that they're going back to World War Two again this year. So, yeah, I think also similar to how I started with the wrong Pokemon game, I played a really really awesome World War Two game. Maybe it's not everyone's favorite, but I really enjoyed it. Was Medal of Honor Airborne? Do you remember that game? Airborne? No, I played Frontline. I played. Uh, I don't think I played Airborne. It had a great gimmick, which is that every single level you start by jumping out of a plane and landing somewhere on the map. And it sounds really stupid, but I, it just gave it this really cool sense of adventure 
Because you could land in the middle of the level if you wanted to. Okay. You didn't have to start anywhere in, in, uh, specifically. And I remember there was one where there was this really big tower that has really dangerous enemies on it. And that's kind of you're supposed to be working towards that tower. But I just thought I was going to parachute right on top of the tower. <laughs> and just started from the end of the level and kind of worked my way backwards. Um, that was awesome. That was a great game. Nice. And then also, every other World War II game, it's just been like, oh, okay, I start and I walk forward and shoot things. Yep. Going back, quick little hot tip to the towers in Far Cry 4. Just ride the little helicopter bike to the top of all the towers. You don't have to yeah, I figured that out afterwards, yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was the last of our subscriber interrogatives. Thank you, KGB Spider, Respawn. Oh, that's us. Fez. <laughs> Fez IRL on Twitter. Schmolden to Schmardo. Uh, I believe that wraps us up for this week. Holden, what is BARF for next month again? Metro 2033. Metro 2033 will be our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends for the month of April. Uh, did we decide what next week's topic is? No. No? Well, no, we didn't. We'll look, it out, look out for it on Twitter if you're interested in knowing ahead of time. <laughs> and we probably won't even do it on Twitter, so who knows? It's a surprise. It is a surprise party. Oh, my God. She doesn't know. What's the best kind of prize? A surprise. You are such a heteronormative patriarchal piece of shit it's a her prize she is the prize it's a she prize no it was a quote from tim burton's willy wonka oh i didn't see that one because it was trash it was trash i decided it was trash before i saw it so you know you made a wise judgment thank you judgment (laughs) all right everyone write into us again with your subscriber and inaugurates stay tuned oh next week Tune in next week for April's photo mode. It's going to be a fun one. Your chance to yes. win real money. And by real money, and I mean leaderboards next week as well. Your gaming stuff. And leaderboards, yes. All right, everyone. Goodbye. Have a great week. Happy Easter. Bye. <laughs>